When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Imagine you're hungry, unable to afford food. This is the reality of many in Wisconsin. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. To help supply these people with the nutrition that they need, food pantries are a must. Erin Waldhart is the executive director of the Wafer Food Pantry in La Crosse. She explains how they support their community and the benefit of having their mobile food pantry. The mobile food pantry is essentially a food pantry on wheels. Uh, It is in the inside. It looks like a food pantry. There's shelving that is stocked with dry goods and basic staples. There's also freezers and coolers to transport perishable items like produce, dairy, and meat. And basically what happens is we stock up at our location and travel around to 20 different sites throughout the county each month. How big is this unit? How long did it take for you guys to get this? Probably from conception to final product, about a year. Each site is preloaded for, so we can serve between 20 and 40 families based on family size. Why was the mobile unit needed? One thing that we've been acutely aware of is that for a lot of people, transportation and physical limitation barriers prevent them or at least make getting here difficult. And How this kind of came to be was I had been asked to be a part of one of the many organizations that were brainstorming for the new Holman Community Center. And I was sitting in that meeting and thinking about, yeah, I would love for us to have location in Holman. We knew Holman was underserved. And I thought this would be the perfect opportunity for us to get into the community and serve people in their community center. And then I got to thinking about it more. And the thought of having extra stock and equipment and staff someplace else was not something that I wanted to undertake. And so, you know, I started thinking about, well, how can we still go to people without having a physical location? And so some of the ideas that were tossed out was, you know, like a pull behind trailer with a drop down door so people could just walk in and shop themselves, because that was one really important part of distributing food was allowing people to choose for themselves instead of just delivering pre-packed boxes to locations. Oddly enough, I was on a phone call and I turned around and I saw this vehicle sitting across the street and it was a transport vehicle that has lift on it for people that are in wheelchairs and it's got steps to get inside of it. It's low profile. It's not real long. And I was just like, that is the thing that we need to be able to pull this off. You know, we had considered things like a UPS truck or something of the sorts, but it needed to be well insulated uh, in order to protect product and not have to offload after every visit. And so we were able to find this formerly assisted living transport vehicle in the Chicago area. Hot Rod Fabricator, you know, kind of told him what the vision was and then pieced it together from there. How are trends now post-pandemic in the number of people that are utilizing the mobile food pantry? I don't think everybody that is eligible to take advantage of any of our programs or just, you know, our in-house food distribution. And I don't think that everybody that would be eligible makes use of that resource. How numbers look, well, we have a fabulous new mobile pantry manager. He started August 
2021, and he has just exploded the program. He's up 100 to 150 or more families than we saw at our highest. So, you know, now we're serving between three and 350 families on the mobile unit, which is almost reaching its limit in some cases. And some of our sites are beyond limit and which makes it difficult to serve everybody in a timely fashion. But the trends have continued to go up. He's done a really great job with outreach and connecting, particularly in places where there are more low income. But what we're seeing overall organization-wide throughout all of our programs is that with the pandemic, we saw an immediate decrease. You know, so we saw that immediate impact. There's been a lot of government programs that have been put into place, such as, you know, food share benefits and other food programs that have worked to get funds and food out to individuals and families. And now we're seeing those starting to come to an end. Some of them have slowly been tapering off and, you know, coming end of February, beginning of March, we're going to see some of those benefits go back to pre-pandemic levels, which is a huge difference in the amount that they'll be receiving. We've already seen an increase in number of families that we're serving. And I imagine that once those final benefits end, that we're going to see even more. How does the mobile unit benefit those in rural communities? It goes back to the transportation barriers. For some folk, they don't have vehicles. They rely on family or friends or neighbors to get to us. For some, they don't have reliable transportation to get here. Or maybe the work hours conflict with when we are open. How it benefits the rural community is we're going to them. They don't have to come to us. And kind of going back to the transportation portion of it is getting a cab or some other sort of public transportation would be super costly that they just wouldn't send that money to get here. And also some of those options aren't even available in the more rural areas. Being able to take the mobile pantry to West Salem or Bangor or Mindoro or Holman, we're able to get close to a place where people might be able to get to us if they don't have that transportation. And so what we know is that in some of those rural areas, because of transportation and low income, that they're not able to take advantage of the resources that are available closer to the city of La Crosse or even, you know, like on Alaska. It's really important to serve those rural areas and we've even done things like pack boxes and drop off at a location for families that maybe aren't even able to get to the mobile pantry, but could get to this other location. So we've been trying to come up with some other ideas on how we can serve people in the more rural areas, particularly where transportation is an issue. You are also in the process of putting up a new building. Can you tell me about that, where it's at? Kind of give me a lowdown on what that's going to be. The location is on La Crosse's north side. We hope to be open this spring. Basically, about 10 years ago, the board of directors started looking for a new facility. Our current facility is located just north of downtown La Crosse. We are the lowest point in the city of La Crosse and often have flooding events. So in the spring when the river is high or we have really hard rains, storms, the sewer system can't keep up with the amount of water, so it backs up and comes into our facility. That's just one of the things, but really we've outgrown this facility. Being able to have product on hand, you know, cold and frozen units are what we have is not sufficient to be able to accept all of the donations that were offered. It really limits any program growth as far as like, for instance, we have a senior delivery program 
and we try to provide different items for that program. So things like pop-top cans that would be easier for someone to open if they have issues with their hands, pre-made meals for people that can't stand in front of their stove, things like that. So having different products for different programs is helpful based on what that certain population needs. And with our current situation, we just are not able to do that. Rotation is an issue. Our upper warehouse to get one pallet out at the back of the warehouse requires moving 15 to 30. So we're using our time inefficiently. But the primary reason is that we would just love to offer a space for our patrons to come in and shop in a space that's welcoming and bright and looks like a grocery store to offer some dignity in the shopping experience instead of it seeming like a handout. When thinking about a move to the new building, you know, moving an entire business from one location to another seems super daunting. And so we're going to be leaning on our community to help with that. Also, you know, we're going to be implementing some new things at the new location that we currently have but didn't have before the pandemic. So one of the great things that came from that was a curbside registration and grocery pickup process, which we are still doing right now. We, we will move to in-person shopping once we move into a larger facility. But what we figured out was that our patrons, particularly people that have mobility issues and moms with young kids, really love that option of just pulling up and loading groceries right into their car. So the new location will add that. So right now that's all we're doing. But when we move, we'll be doing in-person shopping and grocery pickup as well. So we anticipate that our volunteer needs are going to increase since we'll be kind of doubling distribution points. Um, so I would just encourage that people, if they are curious about us or interested in what we do, would like to be a part of that, to reach out and to get connected and come in and see what we do and help with the serving portion of what we do. Of course, there's always other jobs to do like sorting and stocking and receiving donations. Um, so we would just love to have, you know, more in our community come out and, and volunteer and see what it is that we do every day. That was Wafer Food Pantry Executive Director Aaron Waldhart. To learn more, go to waferlacrosse.org. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.